Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally, voidware prohibited, must be 18 or older to enter, no purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. Welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. This is High Tea with Grace, where we spill the tea on HIT. I'm very excited to welcome a very special guest today, Joy Rios, who is founder and head honcho at the Hit Like a Girl podcast. And she's also the CEO of Chirpy Bird Consulting, where she serves independent medical groups and practices of all sizes, providing strategic advice and transitioning to value-based care. Thanks for joining us, Joy. This is so much fun. I'm so glad to be here with you, Grace. It's so fun to have you in the hot seat to help our listeners just get to know you as who you are personally. Yeah, I've noticed that people, like when we look at the analytics, they're like, oh, people want to know who I am. And it's interesting because so much of what I have done, I have been trying to amplify others and not really trying to put the spotlight on myself. But then I realize, oh, it's kind of important for people to understand who I am and why I, this matters to me. Absolutely. And we're all super excited to get to know you even better than we already do. So tell us about the journey that brought you to the hit space. Yeah, it was not an obvious one. I was not somebody who like dreamed about working in healthcare my whole life. It sort of came by surprise. Um, I thought my career would go into a journalism role and I got kind of a bit by the climate change bug. Like I, when I went to study my MBA, it was a huge focus on the environment. And I think that when I realized and learned through my studies how everything was connected, that when I finally did land in a healthcare setting, I realized how everything is connected to everything and that mm -hmm. there, this was a place that I could spend my career. I thought like, you know what, this is an area where there are huge challenges to overcome. It addresses everybody, doesn't matter where you live. Um, and, you know, that was something that called to me. I was just like, oh, I can see myself sinking my teeth into this career and being, you know, like being of service of being, you know, having a value to provide. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about Chirpy Bird. Um, how did that begin and what do you and your like team do there? Yeah, so basically, and I guess I could kind of back up with the strategic health IT plan that was the very first one that I am aware of came out in 2010 and it was identical.
identifying this long-term vision of where our government and healthcare insurance and Medicare was going in regards to like, what do we value? It was this like transition to value-based care. And that was the part that I was like, I'm on board. I love this idea. This is something that I would like to work hard on. And so at that point in 2010 time is when I started to become uh, doing my research on merit-based incentive. No, that didn't exist. It was meaningful use in the EHR incentive program. So I spent a lot of time uh, really digging into what was the intention behind that and how can we support doctors, clinicians all around the country in in aligning their efforts with what the government said that they wanted to transition to value-based care. And so that's what I spent my career doing is basically understanding the meaningful use program to start and eventually the merit-based incentive payment system and literally knowing all of the details all of the categories, the ins and outs, and how like all of the puzzle pieces fit together so that I could serve as a translator or somebody, a guide of a sense to be able to say, hey, you guys already have a busy job addressing patients. Let me help you get to where you're trying to go faster. And mm -hmm. so breaking down like, okay, here's the action steps that you need in order to make this happen. And so we now have a team of people that they do the same thing, basically trained a lot of others to be able to speak that language and support doctors in their like reporting of data, essentially. Yeah, and now for all of us hit policy nerds, do you have any tips and tricks for digesting this information and understanding the regulatory requirements? Um, anything you might be willing to share with us? Yeah, I, I mean, so every single year there is a new final rule. And as we do this transition, and this is one of those things, like a transition to value-based care is not a light switch like mm -hmm. kind of thing. It is something that happens over a long period of time. So I have found that in reading those final rules that oftentimes are 1,200 pages long, maybe 2,400 pages long, like they're a lot to digest. Um, the way that I tackle them is I go through and find all of the tables and indices. And basically that kind of takes out the comment and response and the thought process around why they landed on what they landed on, but it really just helps you focus on the important part. What did they actually land on? Not necessarily why or or how, just like, okay, what matters? What do yes, I need to pay the attention to? Of the nitty-gritty of what is required and that people exactly. need to know. Wow, yes. that is really, really interesting and so great. And I, in your team that you've ha you have, how long have you been working together? Well, we started all working together for another organization, and I started there in 2015. Robin started over there, I want to say, in 2014. And a lot of our team came from the same organization, so varies. But we started working, to, I will say we started working in 2015. But at Chirpy Bird, we all started at 2018. So wow. it's nobody's left we i mean we're a really like core team of individuals and provide excellent service and yeah i don't know i love the group that we work with 
Fantastic. That's really amazing and such a testament to the great work environment that you have working together. And I'm sure you can read each other's minds at this point, your co-founder, Robin, and, and the rest of the team. So I'd like to move on to the podcasting side of the house. So when and why did you start decide to start the Hit Like a Girl podcast? Um, it was similar. It started at t- in 2018 <laughs> as well. There's a little dog cameo. <laughs> Um, in 2018, we started Chirpy Bird and we started the podcast at the same time. And I have to say that it was an exercise of transforming anger into action. Mm. Like Mm. hit like a girl is, you know, it, it, it comes with an image, right? Like you think you're going to hit something. Of course, that's not what we're doing. It's health IT, but basically it came from a frustration and, really being angry about not seeing a reflection of me or my peers or women in general, like on stage or getting credit uh, for a lot of the work that they do. And I think that's just come from seeing the evidence of how many women that I was working with that were so smart and talented. And I just learned so much from them. And it just surprised me that I wasn't hearing from them when I would go to places like conferences. So you'd be like a whole stage of all men. So, you know, I'm glad to say that we're not really in that same reality, but like it was one of those, like, how can I stop complaining? Because I, I don't want to experience myself as just somebody who complains about a problem, but doesn't do something to solve it. And how can I turn my anger into action that actually does some good? And, you know, if you don't see what it is out in the world, like, well, how about I create it instead? <laughs> Absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. And it's fantastic. Do you, did you intend for it to turn into the community that it's morphed into now? No, absolutely not. Um, that kind of took a turn during the pandemic. So, I mean, it was really just like, how do we support one another in this challenging time? Because the pandemic was something that, it, you know, I mean, it hit everybody really hard. I, there's, you know, no doubt about it. But I think that women in particular had a huge struggle in, in the form of, you know, taking care of both worlds and potential online school, multiple kids, childcare, like so many things came into play. And I thought, you know, we really have an opportunity here to create a community and provide support in a way that is um, welcoming and just like kind of easygoing, you know, of just like not quite water cooler, but like, guess what? You don't, we're here. If you need somebody to talk to, if you need somebody to bounce ideas off of, you know, we are, we are a community of people who like to support one another. And instead of like competing or, you know, like throw all of that out the window of just like, how can we be each other's, you know, cheerleaders for success in our careers? Absolutely. Such a great mission. Um, Tell us about the Hit Like a Girl Road uh, to Him's cross-country road trip during the pandemic. (laughs) What inspired this and uh, how was it received? Yeah, so similar to the pandemic, it was just like, I can't believe how long that happened. It It was two full years of just being essentially kind of stuck at home. And I remember after I got vaccinated, um, getting bit by a bug 
kind of, and just feeling called to like go connect with people and like, you know, in, in our community. And I decided to think big about it. And I was like, I, I had done a practice road trip with just me and my dog went through eight States and that was fun. But then I thought like this, I learned so much on that practice road trip. It was about three weeks long in 2020. And I thought, this is something that I need to share and bring with others. And it was it was a simple thing. It was like, okay, we know it's safe to go outside. So where are places that we can connect with women in our community to maybe go on hikes? Um, so it's still safe, you know, and then essentially literally like walk and talk. And I feel like that whole concept of like walking and talking is natural for all of us like it's a lot easier and less pressure there's no you know it's you know storytelling and it's just this great way to really create um, memories and connection and so I just I made that my mission in 2021 so yeah it was on the road to hymns we became an official collaborator with the hymns organization and then connected with the regional chapters and then um, set up hikes with members of those organizations and you know um, in, in 32 states over three months and so our last stop ended up being in Vegas where hymns was located that year and we really had an opportunity to just like look eye to eye and, you know, hear a lot of the, you know, experiences that people had over the last couple of years. And so I think that really helped become like the glue of our community. Um, I don't know. It was great. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. I have to say, I went to the New York City one and I met someone there who I then met up with at Hymns, and we became really good friends. Now we have regular phone calls and we, you know, are on each other's social media. And not only is it a fantastic industry connection, but it's also just a wonderful friendship that's come from it. So it's an amazing thing that you guys did that. That's the part that has been really great to listen and hear feedback around because I hear, you know, there's a lot of women that maybe work in a small organization and experience feeling alone, you know, or like they're one of just a couple, but then through our community, they're able to have these like friendships and professional networking opportunities that they otherwise wouldn't have. And so, yeah, that, that makes my heart happy. <laughs> What is your vision for the podcasting community now? There's so much that's happened and it's already morphing itself. And so I'm interested to hear what you're looking forward to. I see us, you know, I see us going to a lot more events in the future. Like one thing that we did in this last round of hymns was, you know, supporting them with a DEI panel, diversity, equity, inclusion panel. That was like a highlight of my career, having, you know, four women of color, having a conversation on the stage um, at this large organization. I would love to do more of that and also sort of creating, hosting and facilitating events where we get to set the tone for a conference and really like help women feel welcome and included. I'd like to do more of that. And we've also, I like this idea that we're, you know, as I was like, brought up in the very beginning of our conversation is that healthcare is complicated and there's a lot of big problems. And so I feel like, one of the things I talk about is that I made it up. Is the is the puzzle a thirty thousand piece puzzle? Like how many puzzle pieces are there? But like identifying each of those, what 
goes into the problem? How can we connect and then take a step back and look at the big picture? And so I feel like part of the natural progression of this community has been identifying individuals, making those connections, and then finding ways that we can create impact. Like what is it that we care about and how do we work together to create the change that we want to see in the world? And so two of the areas that we are very much interested in having an impact on is maternal mortality rates, you know, just taking care of moms in general in this uh, country, and then also really laying the groundwork for the next generation of women leaders. And like, how can we essentially pay it forward or create a path for more young women to follow in our footsteps? And I feel like very, very drawn to trying to, um, pay it forward, you know, like sometimes if you're not in a position to, to pay it back, we pay it forward. And so I'm, I'm basically on a mission to do that. That is so inspiring. Well, thank you so much, Joy, for all that you do for the Hit Like a Girl podcast and community. And we're all excited to just see how this whole uh, experience and organization flourishes in the coming years. Oh, am I? And thank you for being part of it. Like, it just makes me so happy how many people have gotten involved and are inspired by our mission and like just help us build and grow together. Because ultimately, again, like it's not about me, it's about us. So thank you for being part of it, Grace. Absolutely. So where can our listeners find you online? Well, we have our website. It's hitlikeagirlpod.com. Um, if they, if you listen to podcasts, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're also on the Health Podcast Network, which is a network that is dedicated to all healthcare um, and all types. So I would start there. You can also find us on our socials, like Twitter. LinkedIn is a good one. We're on Instagram. We're trying to do more TikTok, but that's a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. So before I forget, did you happen to bring any tea or coffee with you today? I did. I brought my oh, coffee. Tell me about your mug. So a friend of mine from high school, her father is a pottery teacher and also has his own like pottery studio. And he was actually my pot, one of my pottery teachers when I was in high school. And so I have had this mug for 12 years and I bought it on a road trip when I was moving from the East Coast to the West Coast. And I got it in his um, pottery shop in Utah, Spring City, Utah, this small little town. And honestly, I am drinking out of this guy every single day. It just brings me so much happiness. Well, I love that. And in many ways, I see a metaphor of this pottery and this podcasting community being kind of something that you're molding as a potter of sorts, which is kind of fun and, and sweet to think about it that way, too. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Thank well, you. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Grace. And thank you guys for joining us too. Check out the Hit Like a Girl podcast and YouTube page for more great episodes like Joy, who is amazing and by Joy today. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Like a Girl Media is more than a media network. It's a community. We want to meet you and amplify your voice and the voices of outstanding women innovating in healthcare. Interested in starting your own podcast or hosting an event near you? Connect with us online or in person. We're here to support and empower you.